Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Alex and this show is called Investing Should Be Easy. My show is all about long-term strategy to identify capital appreciation, dividend reinvestment to be better off financially. I put this show and my, my book together to help others just like you. So uh, welcome back. And uh, today's show, we're going to take a little bit of a detour. Last week, we talked about hurricane stocks that or more so like industries that you could look at to benefit from the hurricanes. I'm talking about benefiting from the hurricanes in a weird, creepy kind of way. I'm talking about looking at an event like a hurricane and saying what industries will be impacted both negatively and positively. What will people be buying? Will there be shortage of supply, increased demand, which results in a lot more sales? Things like Home Depot, we talked about that. We talked about insurance and even energy. So this week we're going to, I thought we were going to eventually, eh, sorry, what I thought originally we were going to do was we we're going to do a comparison with Lowe's and Home Depot. However, got a lot of requests in the email box this week to talk about the uh, Equifax security breach. So we're going to touch on that and how do you adjust accordingly. We're not really going to talk about drip plans. We're really going to talk about more about strategy in general for those of you with a brokerage account. So uh, that's what today's show is going to be like. And uh, let's go ahead and cue the music. Should be easy. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump in and get started. So, for those of you who may or may not have seen Equifax, which is a it's a security, it's a company that is supposed to help keep your credits credit secure. They've got a lot of good data on millions and millions of Americans. And there was a security breach that happened in the middle of the summer. And it came out in the beginning of September that over 140 million people had their identities um, or their information stolen from the Equifax systems. These are like driver's license, social security number, and things that can be found in possibly LexisNexis. I mean, this is a lot of information out there. And likely you have been impacted. I would say, you know, one out of every three out of every four people that you know likely has been impacted. The company did, I would say, even a piss poor job of reacting to the situation about what they're going to do, how they're going to go forward. But for us consumers and other corporations, they're going to have to take a look at their protocols about how do they adjust to this going forward? How do they get smarter um, get more secure, and what type of companies are in tip-top shape to reap some of the benefits from more security hacks in the future. I mean, let's not forget, this isn't the first time this has happened. There's been numerous things in the past, um, Commander Ashley, Ashley Madison, the liaison website for people seeking other uh, relationships outside of their marriage. There was Target, there was J.P. Morgan Chase. I mean, this is something that is routinely hitting the news and major companies. So one of the things that I want to bring like, and I wrote about this a couple years ago, about how to adjust and possibly an ETF to look at. And the reason why I bring that article up is at time when I wrote it, I thought it was a, a good article. It has a basket of security stocks, um, cybersecurity stocks, 
and the ETF symbol is called HACK, H-A-C-K, just like hacking into a computer. I thought it was a great idea at the time, but one thing that I want to learn, I want to learn from it, and I wanted you guys to learn from my mistake, was just going after the ETF instead of looking at maybe some of the top companies that are performing within that ETF. So that's the mistake that I made. I'd say in a couple of years, you would think cybersecurity being a big deal, all these companies in there, it would have been a slam dunk. I would say the investment's been about even, just say that modestly. Um, it might be up slightly um, within a few years. If you look at hack, you'd see that's trading around the same levels, around $30, $31. Over the past couple of years, it had some slight movement, but nothing really to take off. So what I want to do and I want to help you guys is start getting smarter about this stuff. So instead of taking the easy way out of looking at an ETF, and for anybody who doesn't know, an ETF is a, it's just like a mutual fund. It's a basket of stocks, if you will. But the great thing about an ETF versus a mutual fund is an ETF is uh, can be traded just like a stock. A mutual fund has restrictions. You've got to keep your money with it for at least 30 days. There could be higher fees. Um, whereas an ETF has significantly lower costs associated with them, and you can get in and out of them quickly like a stock. So easily liquid liquidable and a lot lower in costs. I'll give you a quick example of why this matters. Probably about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when I first started getting into investing, I usually have an, I used to have an account with a mutual fund company, one of the big ones, I won't name their name, and I, I invested into a international, I believe it was international like yields, um, almost like bonds, and uh, something that's be very secure, very safe, and I invested a good amount of capital into it. Well, unfortunately, my analysis didn't pan out because the mutual fund went down within that 15, 20 days, and I was stuck. So if I wanted to sell it, which I ended up doing, I not only uh, took a 10, 15% loss, but I also had to pay a penalty for getting out of early. That was enough of a bad taste in order to say, how do you get smarter? And how do you look for an ETF that you can get in and out of it within a day? And it's no big deal. You just sell it just like a stock. That's why I want to bring up ETFs because they're a much easier uh, vehicle or investment type to get in and out of, and they give you the same safety and stability that a mutual fund does without all the fees and the cost. And, and that key factor I told you about, liquidity. That's key. I really like that factor of it. So getting back to, sorry to get off tangent. So getting back to Hack. So Hack has a portfolio of cybersecurity stock. And when I first looked at it, I said, you know, this is definitely a home run. Definitely something I can put in my portfolio, set it and forget it. I haven't seen any movement in a couple years. So what I'm going to do and I'm going to recommend that everybody else does as well is if you're holding this or you're looking at it or you're interested in it, like where to start, what I would say is look what's in it. Look at the top 10 companies that's in it and go compare those names and pick out which one you think is maybe like the best bet. So like one of the ones that comes to mind um, when I looked at the top 10 is um, Symantec or Splunk. Splunk has made its uh, name for itself in the past couple of years. It's a big data and also a cybersecurity company. But Symantec to me is a big name that comes to mind. There's also Cisco and Palo Alto Networks. These are really, really good companies that I would say go ahead and take a look at. Just for Symantec was one of the top ones. I believe it's been up uh, about 30% plus in about a year, which is fantastic. 
Um, I looked at FireEye, which is in there, another cybersecurity um, giant. They've been up almost you know 20%. And then um, Checkpoint. Checkpoint's another one that, so let me take a look at this one real quick. Checkpoint is, looks like it's only up, it's up in five years, it's up 17%, which isn't anything to write home about. That's Checkpoint Systems. So I would look at those, do your homework, find out how do you prevent some of these things from happening, not only to you um, as a consumer, but how do you profit from it? How do you adjust your portfolio? How do you adjust your strategy when it comes to an event that you say, wow, if a company like Equifax can get hacked, why can't any other company in the world get hacked? Because I trust me, financial institutions are going to have to pivot. They're going to have to really think about how do you move forward a little bit? How do you adjust your protocols? I would suspect that next time, over the next 6 to 12 months, next time you call your bank, call your brokerage account, call anybody, or if you're trying to do transactions online, maybe even you might have to do another step of security. I mean, think about in terms of over the past five years is when you log into an account, like a, maybe like your Google account or even a, uh, maybe like a school account, you'll get a phone call or get a text message with a specific code that you've got to verify it's you. They're doing all these things for security to take your measures into account. So that way you don't end up with money stolen from your brokerage account or your personal other accounts because it is real and it is serious. So getting back, maybe they should have done something earlier over the past couple of years instead of doing just mum for the course. Um, but just looking at hack at a high level, the ETF, I would easily say Symantec is probably one of the winners in there. There might even be some smaller companies that we can kind of look at as well. That could be another idea. Let me just take a quick look into Oliver Holdings, see if I can get a view on that. Let me go back. So another really good site that monitors mutual funds and as well as ETFs is uh, Morningstar. Morningstar provides, I would say, a lot of free services and then as well as some uh, paid services as well. So when I found into Morningstar, and I'll put this link out on the um, the podcast link on the, on the webpage, is there's there's some smaller investments in here, and they tell exactly what the year-to-day return in there. And there's some some things that are up about 50%, 60%. These might be guys to pay attention to because maybe they've got better technology or something going on that some of the big bigger names don't know at the top. I mentioned Symantec at the top of the show. They're up almost 40% just year to date. So I would take a look inside the hack again. Again, I'll put this link out there and take a look at some of these names and say, what are what's a good ratio to look at? I mean, some of these price to earnings ratio are crazy outrageous. I mean, 800 PDE, you've got to have some really, I mean, blowing through the water, Gigamon Inc. through the roof in order to justify that stock price. And I don't see that happening. So Again, that's how it adjusted this. That's how it approached the Equifax um, security link. So for all those people that emailed to me, thanks very much. I hope this was helpful as far as a way to approach it. And um, unless there's anything crazy next week, we'll go back to regular show. We'll look at Lowe's versus Home Depot, which are both on the computer share drip platform because that's the main focus of the show that I want to look at is a easy month-to-month investment strategy for low-cost, high-yield, and long-term growth. So with that, that's going to be today's show. It was a little bit quick, 
But um, wanted to get you guys something on this Equifax as the people that are out there. So um, have a good rest of your week, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.